Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon. I'm Mary Bicknell. And in this podcast, this is for you. If you are ready to be all in, you are a woman who's ready to put aside all your fears, be bold, be outgoing, be the leader you deserve to be in your life and decide to have the things that you say that you really want. We're going to be talking about love, life, and business, how to value who you are, claim your worth and create a life that you dream about. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to this new season of the podcast and the YouTube channel. For those of you listening on the podcast, this is season, the fall of 2023, and this is episode one, two, three. Can you believe it? 123 episodes. So cool. And today I'm going to be sharing, I'm autistic, and now I say grapefruit. You know, I have to tell you, I was so hesitant on many levels to um, to share this story, what I'm about to say. In fact, I, I have in front of me like 12 pages of all my thoughts and everything. And I was able to get it out on paper. And then I realized, you know, I just want to talk to you like you're sitting here because I've missed you. I, you know, I put my business on hold. This is um, September. I put my business, a lot of my marketing on hold way back in May. And the reason being is because... Um, I had a discovery that shook my entire freaking life. So I want to tell you that, you know, I'm going to look at my notes for those of you who are watching this on the YouTubes, um, because I want to make sure I have some points, but also I just want to speak about it. You know, I was so fortunate and so blessed today. Today is actually Tuesday, September 5th. I'm, I'm recording this after my full day of coaching. And today's the first day that I've told, um, some of, you know, the clients that I had today. And, um, I was not really super nervous about it. I just, what I, I also wanted to honor and, uh, you know, and, and tell them, um, because I know if they listen to this podcast or they see the YouTube, they're going to see me. Hello. And then some, I have some new clients. Hello. Um, I have clients that are returning that have worked with me before. And so I know the people in my world, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Respect and love and appreciate my brain. Um, and so I want to be as transparent, as candid as I've always been, even about this topic, which I'm speaking to you, not as a former clinician, but just as a woman who found out later in life about this hidden secret, that was really the answer to all my questions about myself. So I don't really want to call this like a reinvention. I'm a reinventing myself. I think that this is more as like remembering or better yet, reconnecting with my core self um, without, and this is the key, without such brutal internal self-judgment that comes from the lifetime that I've led of feeling like I have been on the outside looking in. And in, in so many arenas, that has been true. And and then there's other arenas that's not even applicable at all. You know, I know that I show up strong and dynamic and all the cool things and I have an incredibly successful business. I'm in my role and it's very easy for me to be in my role because I'm brilliant at it. Here's my beneficial brag for those of you who know what I mean by that. I'm brilliant at it. And now I know it's actually the way I think and it's actually my brain but in, pri in my private life or in other areas of my life, I always felt like, um, why don't I love the PTA conversations? Why don't I like chit chat? 
Why do I always want to go deep with people? Tell me your goal. What do you believe in? You know, what do you, what do you think about the miracle of this life to like new people that have never met me before? And that's my first entree into a conversation. And that doesn't always land. Um, so what I want to share with you today, again, I don't want to be the poster woman for autism or ADHD or my anxiety, um, which I have spoken about in the past. Um, I just want to share transparently this discovery, what it looks like for me and, um, how you can rise up and, um, no matter where you are in life and no matter what happens is that you, we have choices. We can choose to decide, which is an action, right? Decide choosing and deciding is action. Um, decide what we want to do with it. In March of this, of 2023, I was at my other house. So some of you know, I have this beautiful big house, which we're going to be selling because River's going to go off to college. Um, and for those of you who are new here, by the way, hello, I'm Mary Bicknell. I am a business consultant and coach um, for powerful women who may have forgotten that. And whether you want to have a great big business or you want to develop more about your own sense of self-worth and value yourself and you want to learn how to sell yourself, um, that, that's all the things. And we'll talk about that more at the end, but just as a side note. So anyhow, in 2023, I was at my other house. So some of you know, I bought another house. It's on the river, not far away. When we sell this house, we're, um, in fact, I'm in the middle of redoing the other house. Anyhow, I was there because um, sometimes I need to just be alone. And, you know, my husband says to me sometimes like, oh, you need some merry time, or I just need some me time. And sometimes I just need to take a break. Now I understand more clearly why, and I don't have to beat myself up for it. Um, but my anxiety was such at a, had hit a really all time high. And as a clinician, as a former clinician, it's really challenging that when you have anxiety, you know, I would be like crying, like my anxiety, I know it's chemicals, I know, but it would just take over. Um, and it was very challenging, incredibly challenging and difficult to manage. And, you know, medication didn't help. And so, you know, I would eat my feelings. I used to drink my feelings um, and, you know, and bury all of that. I've been 19 years sober. Um, but anyhow, I needed a break. You know, it was like rivers going off to college. I felt like I'm in menopause. I gained all this weight and I felt old and I was shape and like, what the hell am I doing? What am I going to do next? Like really this, um, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but just a, a another a, uh, examination of like, what do I really want? What am I doing? What's my business doing? I have the most incredible clients and God, I'm so fortunate and they're so, I'm so uh, loving it, you know, because the work that they do in the world is, is so impactful and that helps me have that ripple effect, of course. Um, but I was like, what's next? Do I want to launch? Do I want this online? How do I want to be online all the time? I don't want to. That's not my normal. That's not like what fills me being online all the time. It's hard for me. Um, so anyhow, I was there and, uh, I just was realizing that something's got to change. And I didn't know what that looked like. And so it happened at the same time I was um, 
I had scheduled an appointment to catch up with a former client of mine who's a clinician. And I wanted to keep that call, even though I didn't actually want to talk to anybody to be candid. Sometimes I just literally don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want my pets around. I didn't even have my pets. I like literally just wanted quiet. I just didn't have the capacity to have any more stimulation because I was in such deep thinking mode. Anyhow, I started talking with her and um, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And so she started sharing with me a story about what she'd been doing. And she'd been uh, focusing on intuitive eating, attention deficit, and autism. And so she started talking about, about these female clients that she knew about and working with, all the things. And as she was talking, I was so taken aback because I felt like she was talking about me, even though she was saying things that there would be no possibility she would know about. The way of thinking, the way of being, the way of showing up, the, you know, the eating and all these things. And I was like, holy shit, what are you talking about? And that led me to the journey of the autism, the ADHD. I already knew about the anxiety, obviously. Um, and I know now I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> I'm on the other side of it. I always tell my clients share from the scar, not the wound. And let me tell you, that wound was a big ass gaping hole. And to have somebody talk about my life as though she had been a fly on the wall for 55 years and that she was relating a story that she didn't know was titled the secret life of Mary. I just like, I kind of freaked out. I have to tell you, I kind of freaked out. I felt like I was being hit by a Mack truck. I felt like I'd been plummeted from the, you know, from a plane crashing to the earth. And every single thing in my entire life changed in that moment. Every single thing. I can't explain it to you on what a massive shift. Um, you know, I talked to friends about this and I'm like, I don't know, is this what it's like when you find out you, you, you're adopted? Like, I don't know. It's like a radical change. So anyhow, um, I'm sharing with you now because here's the truth. I've always been, um, a truth teller <laughs> and I didn't realize that was, that could be, you know, some could say that's my autism, right? I didn't realize that my candor, my directness, um, my, uh, mental ability to do certain thing. I didn't, uh, obviously I didn't know. And you know, the frustrating part about all of this is I had been, I paid for and hired some of the best coaches and therapists over the last multiple decades. So this is why I'm sharing this with you because I don't look like how we think about necessarily being on the spectrum. Somebody, you know, it may be more of the Asperger's E we don't talk about that. We don't say that anymore. It's really, that's all glummed together. Um, but here's how it shows up for me, just so you know, just I'll lead with that. If you're sitting here like, what is she talking about? You know, for me, the way it shows up, like I said, is, you know, going to the PTA and I want to get deep or um, I'm extremely logical. And I or I, you know, my husband used to say to me, you know, like I, he would see me somewhere and I have that like resting bitch face. Right. And he would smile. What is happening is I'm just like, I am thinking, I'm assessing, I'm examining, and all of this is happening. But on my, my face looks like, oh my God, I'm, I look so unapproachable. And for those of you who have been in my world and know me, you know that I'm like funny and I'm loving and I have the biggest heart and I only want the best for you. Um, and God, it's like so frustrating sometimes when it doesn't show up that way. 
So that's one of the ways that it shows up socially. Um, and then the other ways that it shows up for me personally is hypersensitivity for a lot of things related to my physical you know, body. So it might be smells, it might be um, sounds, it might be um, light or texture or taste or those kind of things. Some of the other things were not applicable to me um, at all. And there's probably things that I still don't know about, but I'm like, I'm done researching the shit out of it because I'm now on the other side and I'm just like, God, I totally dig how I think. Um, being on the other side of that has allowed me also to have zero anxiety anymore. The only way I can explain that, um, besides for me working with my actual, actually my naturopathic doctor, and if you live locally in Portland, please reach out to me. I'm happy to refer her to you. Um, working closely with her about, you know, all things related to my body and, and that has made a huge difference. And so I've naturally just like lost weight. I'm not eating crazy like I was. I'm very aware now of what I eat. I sleep better than I ever have. I, to say that I'm at peace, I can't even explain it. To say that now I don't have to look at myself like I'm doing something wrong. Why can't I handle that? It's just like, you know what? I, I like lean into how I'm brilliant. And then those moments where I'm like, I need a break or I need time of downtime or I don't want to do that or... I don't, I don't judge that anymore. Oh my God. I can't even tell you what that's like not to just think, why can't you do it? And I think the hard thing that, you know, um, when I've been sharing with, you know, with people, it's just like, you see me and I do have success, but in my own mind, I've been like, why haven't I done more? Why can't I do more? I'm just as smart as all these damn coaches. I love y'all that I've hired, but what's wrong with me that I don't want to have this like 30 person staff or $30 million or work with thousands of people. Like in my mind, I want to, because I want to impact you and I want to make bigger changes in the world. But for Mary, I recognize I don't have the bandwidth for that. And energetically, like that's too much stimulation for me. And as soon as I said, Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You, you Now I don't have to seek that and say that I'm wrong for not doing that. Now I can say, and what I've said to myself is like, okay, what are you really brilliant at? And what do you really love to do? So that's what I've been examining all summer. So as far as those of you who are in my world related to mindset, psychology, business, et cetera, I'm really focusing kind of, I, I want to say I'm back to, if you will, my entire brand about being bold. And that's an acronym that stands for being a brave, outgoing leader, deciding to do what the hell you want to do with zero guilt unapologetically. And I kind of like veered off a little bit and I started doing a lot of things like, um, you know, coaching, you know, um, helping people create their coaching program and helping people sell and market and Facebook ads and LinkedIn and speaking and a lot of things, which I am masterful at all of them. I made a shit ton of money teaching people and doing them myself. But what I love to do, what I love to do is help someone figure out what the hell is holding them back and then learn how to sell whatever the thing is that they're selling. And when I think about selling, you know, a lot of people are like selling, I hate selling. I love to sell because when I, I think about every time I have a sales call, it's that moment that I get to share with somebody 
that is transformative. And if we work together, uh, what a blessing, what a gift. If I can help you and it's a yes, I know you saying yes changes you. And then us working together and, and uncovering what's holding you back and then learning to value what you offer to the world and articulate it. That's fucking magic, man. I love that. And I'm brilliant at it. And that's what I want to talk about. And, and two, on this podcast, you know, it's all about love, life or life, love and business. And not just business and not just making money and not just those things, but the, the fullness of life. And so I had to lead by example and be brave enough to show up. Um, and so not being the poster child, I do want to just give you some facts and then I'm going to just uh, share my grapefruit stories. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to find some humor and some stuff, right? Um after this whole discovery, talking with her and then researching the hell out of this, talking to people and, you know, other therapists and my therapist, by the way, um, was like dumbfounded. My EMDR therapist, for those of you who don't know, that's helping somebody deal with the trauma. Um, not the trauma is fine and I'm autistic, but other life things. And that there's this intersection about eating, um, disordered eating, however you want to classify that and, um, autism or ADHD in, and how these things fit together. Um, and the truth is, is that there are part of the reason I'm doing this is because I'm crushingly, there are so many women who have not been, um, diagnosed so many women late diagnoses. And if one of you knows somebody who's struggling, if one of you is having a moment of, oh my God, she's talking about me. And I'll give you some more examples in a minute. Um, it's worth it for me to show up because we, as women, we don't, sh we or girls, even we don't, um, show up with the male gendered, um, focus or, uh, criteria, if you will we think of boys, right? We think of small children and so much of the research, the testing, all of these things are around, uh, boys. And so just meeting other women who were diagnosed later in life and even later in life is 30. It's, it's, it's such an answer. And why, why are we, you know, why is it missed? Even my close friends who are clinicians, they're like, holy shit, Mary, I can't even believe that. And then I'm like rattling off all these things. And they're like, I have clients like that. And I'm like, I don't know. But so here's the thing. It's because as women, we are taught to play small, keep it to yourself, be nice, think of others first. And we become masters at putting on our roles or our masks, people pleasing, codependency, shut your mouth. Um, overdoing. And we chalk all of this up to like imposter syndrome, or I'm not doing enough, or I've got to put my family first and all of these things. So we're hiding. And that's so much of it is that we're hiding what's really going on. You know, a couple of my clients, um, I talked to you and I was just like, internally, my, I know you might not see it, but in my mind, I would question myself sometimes. And so I've spoken about imposter syndrome for literally years on stages. God, talk about imposter syndrome. 
And I'm not saying for those of you who have imposter syndrome or think that you have that flavor of something that, that you're autistic, don't hear it incorrectly. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes we have to, it's true that we have something else going on that's running in the background. And that was what it was like for me. Um, but just to the point also of, and I'm not trying to ramble. I have my whole list here of things I wanted to talk about, but this, it's like, it's such a robust topic that I want to talk about it once. And then of course, if you need to talk about it, you're welcome to ask me anything. And then this is not going to be part of my conversation moving forward all the time, because this, the end point with all of this is this has given me the time when I took off starting in May um, from the podcast and social and all the things is um, it gave me the chance to really ask myself, what do I want? And I ask you this, this is part of my coaching. This is part of who I am. This is part of, and I've always asked myself that too. And I've created what I want. It's just that it was a new moment in time where I had to ask myself again, through a different lens. And all the time we have a different lens, right? We have, we, you know, there's different periods and seasons in our life that we change and that life changes. You know, it's also, I was going through the like, well, who am I not being a mom to river? I mean, what does that look like? So this like all converged like at the same time. So it was a lot, um, feeling old. Oh my God, I was in my, you know, 55 and I found this out and, da, 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 and you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's not uncommon for us to have different seasons of life where we have a new identity or we want to craft and create a new identity. And this is what I help clients for like, who do you, who do you really want to be? Who are you being? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? Who do you need to be in order to? And I was asking myself, like, I don't know, I've created lots of amazing things that I frankly never thought that I would have in my life. So what's next? And you know that what next felt a little scary. I don't, you, you know, I don't really look at it like what was my purpose, although some people use that language, but it was just like, what's next that will fulfill me on some level. So uh, it took a lot of work, candidly. It took a lot of work. I went through a lot of grief. I went through fear and terror. Um, I did for a long time about whether to even speak about this publicly, but I just felt like if I didn't say this, that, and I'm not at all saying that any of you in your marketing or you showing up or being on social that you need to share, because there's plenty of stuff I'm never going to share, okay, about my life or what's happened to me or those kind of things. Um, the reason I'm sharing this specifically is because I want to be an example that you can be handed something completely out of left field and unexpected and come out on the other side. And I don't want to Pollyanna this, like, you know, it's hard until it's easy, all of that. But there is some truth of that. But man, crawling across the gravel hurts like a bitch for a while. And so the grief that I had and the anger and the rage and the depth of my sorrow about wasted time. Those of you who know truth and time, these are my core values. I try and be, I don't try. I am extremely candid. Um, and I don't like to waste time. Those are two massive triggers for me. Um, and I looked at my life like, oh my God, how much time, how many arguments would I have not gotten into? How much could I have been more gentle with myself? How much would I have been different showing up for clients, for online, for whatever? I don't know. And I have to let that go, but it took a minute. Um, 
I'm just kind of perusing my, <laughs> my notes, you know, my, my candor, I've always said, you know, I'm candid with you because I value you. I respect you. And I don't want to, I don't want to beat around the bush. I don't think that's helpful. It's certainly not helpful for me. And it's definitely not helpful for women who are attracted to working with me. They want my directness. They want process. They want a system. Um, they don't want to wonder what the hell's going on. Um, and as I've gotten older, of course, I've tempered, not always successfully, my candor, <laughs> my directness. And um, it's funny now that I can look back over my life and be like, oh my God, that was when I, that was like autism on like, there it is. It's glaring or, or being in shitty relationships because I didn't recognize what was happening. Or I had an idea that, oh, it will get better. And, you know, so here's the grapefruit story. And it's funny because this was back when I was in my mid twenties. So we're talking literally 30 years ago. So my stepdaughter, Sarah, from my previous marriage, um, who she and I are still in communication and I helped raise her for nearly a decade. And then, you know, on, um, we were in living in Oklahoma city and I told some of you, I was in the Oklahoma city bombing, all those things. That's for another day too. But anyhow, I was, um, we were, there was a neighborhood fundraiser and this woman came around and she was selling for whatever it was, five bucks a bag for Ruby red grapefruit. And I was like, sure. For five bucks, I love Ruby red grapefruit. I don't like regular grapefruit, but ruby red grapefruit, that's the, that red luscious flesh, gorgeous. So a couple days later, knock, knock, knock on the door. And here she is handing the bag of ruby red grapefruit. So I probably go into the kitchen and I was like, cool, I'm going to eat one. And I cut it open and it was pink flesh, not ruby red flesh. And I was like, uh, this ain't Ruby red for a lush. So I decided because I thought it would be helpful to let her know that, Hey, these aren't Ruby red grapefruits. These are regular grapefruit. So I promptly walked down a couple houses and I knock, knock, knock on her door. And I said, here's the bag of grapefruit. Like, Hey, I want to let you know that these aren't Ruby red grapefruits. And that's what, you know, the fundraiser was for. And these are just regular old grapefruit. Well, she was she was pissed because she thought I was making a big deal out of the grapefruit. And 30 years later, I can clearly see I was making a big deal out of the grapefruit. But in my logical mind, and even today, I have to be candid. Even today, I see the intention was I was just trying to be helpful that logically you said it was ruby red grapefruit and it was really regular grapefruit. And I'm just trying to be informative. I see on many levels that that is not helpful. So now in our house, if I do something that is like, mm, funny like that or unneeded or direct, it's, we just say, oh, grapefruit. So that's a, that's a, like a secret code in our house for grapefruit. Here's another really good example. Um, 
I can give you so many examples. It's so funny. I was sharing with some clients today. Um, but here's one of them. So when John and I were first together, we were, this is back in the olden days, y'all, when you used to look at maps, like old school maps, like paper, like you pulled out from underneath the, your car seats, not, you know, Surrey telling you which way to turn. Anyhow, I was like, we were driving along and I was reading it and I said, turn right here. Okay. I'm just like, turn right here. He did not like my tone, which by the way, I've had my ex-husband said he didn't like my tone. And I, used to say to him, fuck that, fuck my tone. Anyhow, apparently I have a tone, but I was just saying literally like turn right here. Well, it turned out that I must have had some kind of tone and John it interpreted that like I was kind of dictating to him or telling him what to do when I was just like, turn right here. And for literally, we've been together 19 years, literally we resolved this problem maybe a year ago when we saw um, a marriage therapist, which we would do every couple of years or read a new book, or we always have been committed to working on our relationship. But I was just like, even then I was like, I'm not going to apologize for that fucking turn right here because I wasn't dictating to you. Now it's kind of like, oh, that's funny because it's just like, that's the way I talk. It wasn't me trying to be dictatorial. It wasn't me trying to like be in charge and boss him around. It literally was like, turn right here. There's so many other examples. Um, once I was just telling a client this morning, I was like, one time I met this new woman and, and I was like, we went, instead of going for coffee, we decided, Hey, let's go for a walk. So we met up at the local high school to walk the track. And I said, Hey, look, you know, we're in our fifties. Um, maybe I was in my late forties We're you know, we're, we're, we're old enough now. Let's just get right to it. Let me ask you some questions. Um, and see whether this is going to be a friendship. And I was like, you know, tell me your political views. What's your relationship with um, your partner? You know, do you have a gun? Do you beat your kids? Are you a drunk? Like, I just started rattling off these things. Now, of course, I also think that's funny. But apparently not everybody thinks it's funny. Now, you all that know me or have ever been around me and think I'm funny. Yeah, that's funny as shit to me. Um, but to people who don't know me, oh, my God, that was not abrasive, but shocking. And she was like, what? And I was just like, yeah, you know, I mean, let's just get to it. To me, again, I was thinking from my logical mind, I was thinking from my, I like to get to the point of things. I don't like the, you know, the soft hand stroking all the time. I don't like that. That's not who I am. Whew. So anyhow, I could go through so many funny stories and, um, I don't know. Maybe another day I will do that. Maybe another day I will do that. Um, I'm kind of scanning my notes a little bit and here's how I think I want to leave it. You know, I have so many more things, but I don't know that I need to say them. I, I wrote all these things down, but I don't know that I need to say them. Here's how I want to leave it. Um, the podcast will be changing. I'm feel like like I said, reconnected or I've remembered or I'm back in touch with like myself on some level that I can't even articulate. Um, I've given myself freedom in a way that I don't recall literally ever giving myself freedom to do whatever the hell I want to do with 1000% full belief that it always works out.
I have proven that to myself over and over, even if with the anxiety, even in the questioning, even in, even in the moments where I, before I knew all this autism and ADHD stuff, even before that, when I was like, I can't believe I said that, that was so stupid. I can't believe, oh my God, where people are going to think all that, that all that is gone. That is the most liberating thing. And I want to be more focused on helping you have that connection with yourself and shedding all that shit. Um, because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being able to look in the mirror now and be in full and total acceptance of who you are. I've never had that until now. I'm so grateful that this is all happening. And I hate being like, I'm so grateful that this is all, but on one level, there's moments that we have, right. That are catalysts in time. And sometimes we need the rug pulled out from under us. Sometimes we need someone like me, like to be supportive and, and shine that big beacon on your blind spots, spots. Um, one of my, a new client, I said to her, like, let's whip out the machete and just go carve a new path through the muck, through the bullshit. And for you to know that I've got your back, and that I've had my trials and tribulations, although I don't always talk about it. And I think that that is um, something that not around the autism, but I will be sharing more and I'll be asking more. You know, I'm going to start doing interviews again and those kind of things and asking for real feelings, real emotions, because so often we are in, you know, online, everything looks so perfect. And, you know, it's not easy being a wife, mother, lover, business owner. It's not easy to try and sell what you, you know, something you've created yourself, no matter how fucking amazing and great it is. And I want to do that more. And that's what you'll see. Um, working with women around their leadership of self, their self-respect, their belief in self, their shedding their self-doubts, really being unapologetic, like taking charge. Because if you're not taking charge of your life, guess what? You've offloaded that to someone else. What I'm brilliant at is being able to see that like it's a beacon, and then come up with a plan to help you get what you want. And whether that is, I've signed several new one-on-one um, -on -one, um, clients all around leadership and money mindset and, you know, self-sabotage while I'm also signing clients all about like, you know, up leveling their entire business. There's two things you need in that. You need to believe, you need to get over your mental shit you need to understand your triggers and you need to really love who you are and have massive self-regard while you're learning to sell that whatever, that thing, that product, that service. And we have been told as women, don't do either one of those things. Don't, don't self-regard yourself. Don't brag. Don't, don't think too highly of oneself and don't sell. You know, I don't know how many people are out there like, it's not really selling. It's really coaching. It's fucking selling. And selling is serving. And if you don't learn to sell what your offer is, you can't help people. And here's the truth. If you fail at selling on a sales call because you're afraid of being too pushy, guess what? You have let that potential person down. I won't. My job is not to let you down. So I'll, I will be sharing more of behind the scenes. Um, but what you will not see from me is you won't see me talking about how to do a nine day launch 
you know, you're not going to see me talking about like, you know, here's the 52 different ways that you can do Facebook ads. I don't want to talk about that shit anymore. There's plenty of other people you can pay for that. Although I I've mastered it. I'm great at it. I've talked to my clients and my private one-on-one -on -one clients will work on where you need to for that. But that is not what you'll ever see me pitch again. But what you will see me talk about will be how to sell, how to love yourself, how to really own your worth, claim your value. That is my mission. Whew, I could go on and on. And I've missed being on, um, online, of course, and talking with you. Um, and so for me, it was a little scary and this is how I end, uh, and is, you know, burning down part of my seven figure business. Uh, is it burning down? You know, that sounds so dramatic. So let me not say it. It's like really giving myself permission to, um, focus on what I want. Because sometimes that's scary, right? When you focus on what you want, um, you're saying yes to that and then no to a bunch of other stuff. And sometimes saying no, it's scary because that your mind can be like, oh my God, is that going to work? Is that really going to work? How's this going to work, Mary? Is this really, well, and having 100 full belief on when you make the commitment and the decision and the choice to move forward, that there's no option not to make it work. Which also means there's going to be times that it's hard. It's challenging. And this is the truth. The majority of business success and life success is how you think and how you show up and who you are being. And the what you think about expands. And if you're thinking from lack and limitation and struggle and strife and da-da-da-da-da, that your brain is like, oh, as a cognitive behaviorist, I'm telling you, your brain is like, huh, I'm going to give you so much more of that, and so it's learning the skill to think about what you want and be focused on that, even in the face of your family being like, what are you doing? You can't do that. And what, whatever that looks like for you, charging more money, downsizing your house, um, getting a divorce, don't drink anymore around your girlfriends, letting people go that are like dragging you down, clearing the clutter of all the mental stuff. That is what you need to gift yourself. So those are all going to be the things that I will be talking about. And here's the truth. You know, I have full belief that me just talking about these things and sharing these mission, this mission even, and of course I have all the processes and all the exercises and all the cool fun stuff to help people get to the other side. I think just for me focusing on that right now is an elixir for me. And it will draw in every single amazing client that I ever could possibly serve. And I feel so gifted about that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time. Um, if you're listening or watching this in real time, just as a side note, I do have a sales training coming up on, I don't know what it's called. I would, I don't have that written down. Um, look wherever, um, all around me. It's all about learning how to sell, like the five stages of selling. Really, selling is just a skill to have a conversation with your prospective client to help them make a decision. It's not arm twisting. It's not fear mongering. It's none of that. And I want to show you how it can just be so relaxing to do. Um, one of the things I do have for you is the fear breakthrough formula. It will walk you through a process. This is, is a training that you can have right now. You go to marybicknell.com slash I choose bold. Um, go to that and 
Of course, you'll be on my email list, all the things, but it's going to walk you through a process that I like to take clients through that help them identify, like, what are you feeling? What's your attitude? What did you, what do you think? Like all of these things so that you've got a little tool that you can just pull out whenever you need it, because you need to know what your triggers are. That's some of the work that I've done over the last couple of months is really saying, okay, where do I get exhausted? Literally my brain getting exhausted because I don't say no. I try to say yes too much. Where do I get triggered with people and making sure none of them damn people are in my life. Um, when you know where you get triggered, when you know where you have an attitude, when you know where, how you're thinking about things, when you know, understand your fears, it, that gives you so much more power to actually decide and create the life that you want. That's what this is all about. It doesn't matter how much money you make if your life is shitty and you're working all the time or it's not doing the kind of work that means something to you. So thank you for letting me share. It was good to be back. I am excited, honestly, for the first time in a long time at this kind of like, I'm so all in um, on my one-on-one -on -one clients um, with what I want to put out to the world. It feels thrilling to be fearless. It feels, uh, and I know it, it's probably crazy because I know you'd look at me and those of you who have been in my world for any length of time, right? That I am bold and I am strong and I am. And yet, um, when you look in the mirror and you can be in full regard for oneself and no judgment to oneself, that's a new day. So I'll see you over on marybicknell.com slash I choose bold. Grab that fear breakthrough formula. You'll be on my email list. You're going to hear about the upcoming training. I think it's September 18th and um, so much more ahead. And I believe in you more than I could ever possibly convey. And here's your bold action step. Today, start having more quiet time to listen to your own mind. Where can you eliminate some of your busy? And if you have a hard time with that, I want to lovingly say to you that that's a sign that you're avoiding something. We're going to talk more about that over the next several podcasts because that's the truth. I'll talk to you later.